Hey guys, today we're going to take a look at Home Depot's financials numbers. On the last episode, we took a look at what the company was doing overall and some in detail on their plans for the future. But today I want to take a look at their actual numbers, some, some actual facts, just to see how the company is doing overall compared to previous quarters. So this is quarter one of 2019. So we're going to take a look at quarterly data opposed to annually data. And I'm going to do all this in LazyFA.com, which allows me to check all these numbers in a very easy manner. So we're going to take a look at income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, some metrics. And then we're going to also compare it to Lowe's, which is one of their biggest competitors. I think it might be one of Home Depot's only competitor. Um, so here we're going to start off in the income statement. In the income statement, we can see revenue right off the bat. Revenue right off the bat, we can see this healthy uptrend going past three quarters has been pretty flat but we can see overall we have this uptrend going up in revenue cost of revenue obviously with the revenue increasing that cost of revenue is also gonna go up for the materials um, so here we see cost of revenue increasing but it is not increasing faster than revenue numerically wise and that's why gross profit which is the difference between the two is also has that healthy uptrend and we can see everything here um, earnings before income tax we still see this healthy um, uptrend going on net income we see that healthy uptrend and earnings per basic share as well we see that healthy uptrend so this is telling me the income statement is looking pretty good there's no point in looking at the actual numbers right now we can just see that gross profit overall is still increasing um, because revenue is is higher than cost of revenue so next we'll take a look here at red flags given to us by lazy fa and this is just another way to see what we just saw so here we can see revenue versus cost of revenue um, which what we saw in the previous slides but here we can just see it better how revenue is still much higher um, here's during the same graph we can see revenue is much higher than cost of revenue and that's why we have this positive uptrend gross profit here, the only other thing we want to take a look at is margins, margins over time. So like we're taking a look at gross and profit margins. So gross margin, um, if we're looking at the past 40 quarters, has an average of 34.25. Profit margins has an uh, average of 7.1%. So yeah, here we can see gross margin versus profit margin. We can see gross margin quarterly. This quarter right now is setting about 34.2, which is which is normally its average for a gross margin, right? We said gross margin was 34.25%. So this past quarter, um, gross margin has been within its average. And we can see here why it really is its average. We can look through all these past quarters and we can see 34.7, 34.1, 33.7. So it's definitely around that range. Here, profit margin, though, profit margin lately seems to have taken a nice jump. So profit margin, when we're taking a look at it, this past quarter was 9.5 for Q1. Q4 of last of last annual was 8.8%, 10.9% the previous, 11.5, 9.6. So we can see that our profit margin is higher than our profit margin average for the past 30 um, 40 quarters so that's definitely good news to see this profit margin increasing and we can see right we can see it has this nice healthy uptrend and that's definitely good news for the profits of Helm Depot
So here, Home Depot is giving us some red flags here on Lazy FA. So Lazy FA gives us these red flags to just tell us, hey, look, take a look at this. And uh, it might not be anything, but it's just great to keep an eye on. So the first one we're going to take a look at is the revenue is strictly increasing. And that's usually pretty fishy, right? That there's usually revenue jumps up and down. One, one, one year might go lower. The other year might go up, even if it's in the uptrend. But here, year after year, revenue has been increasing dramatically, has been increasing at a steady pace. There has not been a year where Home Depot has, has posted lower revenues than the year before. So Lazy FA is just be like, hey, it's just telling us, hey, take a look at this. Again, same with earnings per basic share. Earnings per basic share, we can see this, this uptrend. There's no downtick going on here. Uh, so for these two, it's not, at the moment for me, it's not really telling me anything. I mean, company is building more more business. Um, so it's not unbelievable, in my opinion, that their, their revenue is strictly increasing. The next we have is book value per share, and it's currently negative. This is actually one of the scary things that I saw when I was looking at Home Depot before I started this episode. So for you guys, book value is... It's calculated by dividing the total share stockholder equity by the total number of shares outstanding. So, right, whatever the shareholder equity and shareholder equity is the difference between assets and liabilities. So that's exactly if you divide, if you subtract assets with liabilities, that's how much the company is worth after all its that's been paid off, and that's in theory what the company is worth to the stock, to the stock investors, to to the to the share investors. So then you divide that by the number of outstanding shares and that gives you the book value. So book value, as you can see right now, it's a negative. And the only way this could be a negative is if we have a negative shareholder equity. And if we have a negative shareholder equity, I'm pretty sure we're gonna take a look at it later. It means that liabilities is higher than total than total assets. And that is, this is the first time. And we can see quarter after quarter, this thing has been decreasing over time and this is in my opinion this is pretty pretty scary um and and it would push me it would personally push me away from from going through home depot uh but obviously there's still so much more to see guys so let's see what else home depot has to share but yes this is definitely really nice to see that profit margin as a whole keeps increasing quarter by quarter and is sitting way above above average so now we're going to take a look at that total balance, at that balance sheet where we get to see those assets, those liabilities, those that. So here we can see assets, right? Assets has been pretty, the assets have been pretty flat for pretty for such a long time, right? Since since about 2009, about $44 billion, um, in 2009. And in 2018, it was still at $44 billion. So this is definitely pretty, pretty scary to see that total assets have not increased for this company. But unfortunately, total liabilities has. And we can see here by this this orange graph right here. I'm still getting bad with these. But we can see here, right, um, here total liabilities have been increasing dramatically. And right now it's sitting at $53.66 billion. And that's much higher than total assets by about $2 billion. So we're going to see shareholder equity is in fact negative right now. And we can see where a huge percent of that total liabilities is coming from and is coming from total debt. Total debt right now is sitting at $34 billion. We'll take a look at percentage-wise of how much that is 
compared to total liabilities. Um, so here receivables and payables. Receivables have been increasing. This is the amount of money this company collects. Uh, so here we have a $2.32 billion in receivables, but it is nothing compared to the amount of payables it has to pay to its suppliers. So to, to pay its suppliers, it is right now paying about $10 billion a quarter compared to the $2 billion it is receiving. And we can see this is usually, I usually I like to see at least a one-to-one -one ratio between these two, but here we have a one-to-five ratio. So not, not looking too good for Home Depot in that part. Cash and cash equivalents have been have been used dramatically. And right now in the past three quarters, we're sitting at about $1.88 billion of cash and cash equivalents compared to about a year ago where it was sitting at $3.6 billion. Almost cut its cash, um, its cash and cash equivalents by half. Um, so here we can see, yeah, I'm definitely not liking how this total assets and total liabilities are looking for Home Depot. All right, so again, red flags here for the balance sheet, what we saw previous. So here we're going to see our assets versus liabilities together in the same graph. And we can see for the first time ever, um, well, for the first time since 2009, we can see that the assets are less than total liabilities. And what does that do? Like I mentioned, that gives you that negative shareholder equity. And that's that's definitely bad, right? I mean, Home Depot should not, in my opinion, should not be a growth company that it has negative shareholder equity. So this again, it's it's it's, it's for my in my opinion, right? Uh, Home Depot is already a very developed company, and to have a negative shareholder equity does not fit well in in, in my books. So here we continue to look at the asset versus liability distribution. This is one of my favorite graphs to take a look at. And here we can see assets, a huge 56% of assets are property, plants, and equipment. So property, right? Home Depot has plenty of stores worldwide, nationwide. We saw they have it in Mexico, Canada, but not over 90% of the stores are in the United States. And here we can see that that is worth 56% of the company's business. The other big portion of the assets are inventory. Inventory is sitting at about 31% of this company's total assets. So yeah, um, again, this is something I don't like to see where about 86% of the company's assets are both property, plants, and inventory. So that means this company does not have cash or cash equivalents or any current or non-current investments that hold a huge portion of assets. So if this company needs to liquidize, it does not have the ability to do so. Next, we take a look at liability distribution here to my right. And liability distribution, we can see a huge 67% of the liabilities are non-current debt. And for those that don't know, non-current debt is debt that needs to be, that's not that does not need to be paid off within the next 12 months. So this, I, I was trying to take a look at where this non-current debt is broken down to and how long this company has to, has to pay. But at the moment, I couldn't find much on it. I'll post another video showing that. But here we can see 67% is non-current debt. And we can look at this graph here that quarter after quarter, this number has been increasing dramatically. I mean, in 2016, we had about 15, 17 billion dollars, almost half of what the current debt is at right now. We can see the other big portion is payables sitting at 21.79%. Obviously, payables is what they have to 
pay their 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 suppliers. But again, I'm not really liking how such a huge portion of liabilities is non-current debt and payables. So here, Lazy FA is giving us some red flags. The first red flag is giving us is current ratio deterioration. So current ratio, that's if you do take current assets divided by current liabilities. So normally you would want this value to be higher than one. That means that this company would be able to pay all its current debt and, and, um, and eat with these, right? So right now we can see at this date, it's still standing at above 1%. Uh, that ratio is above one, but it's it's definitely dropping. It's on this downtrend every quarter. So right now it's sitting at 1.04, and if things keep going this way, it seems like it's gonna hit below one. So that's definitely something to take a look at. And again, for to see current ratio having this downtrend over the past quarters is not looking good in my opinion. So the next, the next red flag we have is average liability growth outweighs average assets growth. So pretty much this is just telling us that liabilities is growing at a faster rate than assets. And we can see that that's why we have that negative shareholder equity that we saw above. The next sheet we're going to take a look at is the cash flow statement. The cash flow statement, there's only one cash flow that I care about from here, and that's the net cash flow from operations. This is the amount of money this company is keeping is keeping flowing from its everyday use from its everyday operation and luckily home depot as the moment is still maintaining a positive net cash flow from operation sitting about 4.5 billion dollars in cash and in, in positive cash flow from operations and we can see also we have this nice healthy uptrend here so that's the only thing we i care about cash flow statement i really don't care about free cash flow um net cash free cash flow just because Companies can manipulate that information pretty easily and can give us false readings. So next, we're going to take a look at the red flags for cash flow statements. Here, the first thing is we're looking at operating cash flow versus revenue. Like I mentioned, even Lacey FA takes a look at operating cash flow opposed to free cash flow. Just because operating cash flow is a little harder to, to fix around with the numbers. So next, we're going to take a look here at the operating cash flow margin, and this is just how much of the revenue is being kept as positive cash flow for the company. And here we can see, again, we can see this nice, not that steep, but a nice healthy uptrend. Right now, this quarter, this company kept about 17.34% of its revenue as positive cash flow from operations. So that's good. Positive cash flow is after paying all its debt, after paying all the suppliers, after paying off everything. This company has about two, how much money? It has about, let me just take a quick look, guys. It has about $5 billion going to the next quarter uh, of positive cash flow that it can use next quarter. And it seems every quarter it has a positive um, cash flow from revenue. And here we can see right now it's sitting at a now 17.34%. One thing to take a note that I looked at here is the first quarter of the of the physical year seems to be the highest margin rate. So next quarter we might see somewhere between the low teens where this time we saw something in the high teens. So that would be it for the red flags from cash flow. All right, so now that we took a look at the statements, I want to compare Home Depot to Lowe's just to see how things are looking between the two companies. And we have a few charts here that I pulled up that I set up 
um, that we're going to take a look at. So the first thing we're going to take a look is at Home Depot's market cap and then at Lowe's market cap. We can see Home Depot's market cap is a lot bigger than Lowe's. Home Depot is sitting at about $208 billion worth of company, while Lowe's is sitting at a $77, $78 billion company. Unfortunately, here, if we take a look at revenue, revenue, the revenue between market cap for Lowe's is almost a one-to-one -one ratio. And that's, in my opinion, pretty impressive. This company is selling about, about what it's equal in market cap. And to be honest, that's actually a pretty, pretty impressive number. I, I have to take a look at other companies and see how often this happens. But for a company to be selling almost as much at the, as what the company is worth, um, to my opinion, it, it, it seems really good. But here at Home Depot, Home Depot is a $208 billion company, but it has a revenue of $108 billion. So it has almost a two to one ratio. So in that part, right, it seems like Lowe's is winning in that regards. Next, we'll take a look at book value per share and price to earnings ratio. So here, book value per share, again, it seems Lowe's takes the, seems to be worth more compared to Home Depot, especially in the past two quarters where Home Depot is now has a book value per share in the negative to that, to that negative shareholder equity. But it does seem like Lowe's has also hit a downtrend going on in these past few quarters. Price to earnings ratio is a whole different thing. So price to earnings ratio for Home Depot, right now we're sitting at about 20.9, where Lowe's is sitting at about 38. So in theory, um, Home Depot is cheaper than Lowe's compared to how much money, how much money they're making. So it's pretty crazy, right? Where all the other stuff Home Depot was was being trampled on by Lowe's. Here we can actually see that Home Depot is actually cheaper than Lowe's when we're, when we're looking at value-wise. Next, we'll take a look at some margins. We can see at Home Depot's profit margins, gross margin, and we're going to take a look at that current ratio. So here we can see profit margins throughout all these quarters. Profit margins for Home Depot has always been higher than Lowe's. And again, we can see why customer people um, favor favor a little Home Depot more and why they give it that higher market cap. And we can see that here, profit margins for Home Depot are sitting in the high, high single values, while for lows tend to sit in the mid or even low single digits. Next, gross margins. Gross margins for both companies at first in the previous past between 2016 was almost a one-to-one -one ratio. But as we get closer to the now, it does seem like Home Depot has a higher gross margin profit, um, gross margin compared to Lowe's. Right in this quarter, uh, Home Depot is sitting at a 34.2% gross margin, while Lowe's is sitting at a 31.5, so about 4% lower. And here, that current ratio, current ratio, we can see that. Obviously, we can't compare the assets and the liabilities between the two because that wouldn't be fair. Obviously, Home Depot might have bigger assets for it since it is a bigger company. So the best way to do it is to do a ratio. So Home Depot's current ratio, like we saw, has this downtrend going on. While Lowe's, on the other hand, it's more does not have an actual trend. It's just bouncing up and down. And right now, Lowe's does have a higher current ratio. 
So what does that mean? It means that if a company needs to pay that debt now, it is easier for Lowe's to pay it compared to Home Depot. Home Depot will still be able to pay it off in full because it has over a 1.0 ratio. All right, guys, so that's it. That's all I have to talk about Home Depot. We did take a look at what they had to do previously in their earnings. We, we saw what their plan was for the future. After taking a look at this, though, I don't think I would be investing in Home Depot anytime soon. I would give this a pass. Does this mean the company is bad? No, this does not mean that the company is a bad investment. But for me, I think there are higher investments elsewhere that I can put my money where Home Depot is not the place. So I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give me a thumbs up and post on the comments.